Hello, hello! Welcome to Krause's Corner. As always, we are sponsored by Piano and Guitar Institute. My name is Dirk Krause and I am your host. Piano and Guitar Institute has been sponsoring us all along and they can be found on the web at pianoandguitarinstitute.com. They can be found on Facebook, Piano and Guitar Institute online, and they can be found on Instagram at Piano and Guitar Institute. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, we've got an interesting, fun little discussion today. Um, hopefully it'll be a little shorter than last week's deep dive into Iron Maiden's Seventh Son of a Seventh Son album. Man, that was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, but today I'm going to revisit an episode uh, from early on. So this episode came from back, gosh, like in March, something like that. Um, but we are going to expand upon that. So in this world of 2020 and virtual learning, things look a little different, don't they? Yes, our little piano school uh, has just as many students, but it's awfully quiet because we are still teaching virtually. Well, that uh, leads me to kind of want to reach out to students and teachers alike. Um, there are a lot of piano teachers that are have a lot of questions about how to teach a virtual lesson. There's a lot of students that um, are questioning uh, how to truly uh, set up their home so they can have virtual piano lessons. Um, we've been doing this for, gosh, close to six months now, and it's going to be this way for a while. So let's just let's get used to it. Let's have fun. You can still have an absolute blast, even though your student is on your computer screen. A couple things that as a student that you want to remember is placement of the camera, uh, placement of the, the computer or the iPod. Um, so, or the iPad, I guess. Keep in mind that your teacher, no matter how good their ear is, really wants to be able to see your hands. So if you can place your phone or your computer, whatever you're using, above the keys, that is awesome. But that's not always an option. So maybe you have to set the, the video device off to the right and we're looking down the keys or set the, the video device off to the left and we're looking up the keys. Um, that's pretty good too. Um, another one that's a little bit better than that is to set the camera behind one of your shoulders so it's not necessarily looking straight down on your hands on the keys, uh, but it is definitely looking down onto the keys. Um, if you are using a computer and you have a, uh, a camera that you plug into your USB and, and the cord is long enough, you can probably figure out a way to, to get that camera up above so we can look, so the teachers can look down on your hands um, as well as hearing what you're doing, then they can see what is going on. Um, then uh, as far as the student, you need to, to figure out uh, how to mark the music. So get the camera in the right place. And then um, with your teacher's help, of course, you need to write in the counting. You need to circle the time signature. You need to make sure you check your position. Or if you're into key signatures, you need to write out your key signature so you know which sharps or flats you are looking for. Um, 
and things of that nature. You need to mark uh, sticking points. For example, if you're if you're learning the interval of a fourth, and this is the first week on fourths, you and your teacher might want to go through and find a handful of fourths and make sure you mark them accordingly. Um, and that's really kind of it for the st- on the student side. Maybe a, a couple of uh, colored pens, maybe some paper clips. Um, and that, yeah, that way you can mark things in different colors, paper clips to mark the songs that you're supposed to practice, that sort of thing. Some other things that might help will be earbuds or headphones of some sort. Um, you can still hear the piano when you're playing it. Uh, but if you have the earbuds in, you can hear your teacher a lot better. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of it. Pens, paper clips, um, maybe some earbuds and getting the uh, camera just kind of in the right place. On the teacher's side, you want to make sure that you're using a platform that you're familiar with that you can use easily. Something like Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, or the Google uh, platform I know has a ton of options as far as uh, meeting rooms. Uh, I personally use Zoom. I like it. I've gotten used to it. The all the, the sharing of the screens and, and everything so I can really show my students what's going on. Um, and then as far as cameras go, I just have a USB, um, ca- extra USB camera on my computer. So it's a little bit cleaner, cleaner of a picture, um, but it's not, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing, not a big deal. Then the other thing that you really need is some sort of a PDF reader. So you can upload all of your music to your computer and then you can bring the music to your computer, share the screen with your student and get the music marked exactly uh, as you want it. So for example, what I do is I get the music that I'm teaching up on the screen. Let's go back to the interval of a fourth. If I'm teaching fourths uh, to my student, I show them uh, via the, the screen sharing part of Zoom uh, what the music looks like and how it should be marked. And they frequently will use then the, the computer or the tablet as their music. So they're looking at their computer, playing the song from the music on my computer as I mark it, just as I would if they were sitting right next to me. Then what we do is we take a screenshot of that song. So now they've got it on their tablet or even on their computer. And then we do that for every single song. So we go through, we, we, we teach each song individually. We mark the song. We make sure that the student understands everything that's going on. And then we take a screenshot of it. Now, what is the purpose of the screenshot? This is a phenomenal way for the student then to have the music and transpose or transcribe all of my markings onto their music. Uh, So they're not using my screen as their music. No, 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 no. They have to buy the music, of course. um, And then they take my, the, the screenshot they did of what I marked, and then they put all of those markings onto their music and they do that after the fact so they do that maybe on their first day of practice 
couple of huge advantages happen when you do this. That is now the student has to mark the music and in essence, they are teaching themselves the song. And I think we all know that the best way to learn anything is to reteach it. So the student now is marking the music, finding those trouble spots, writing in the counting, and now everything is going along swimmingly, hopefully. And of course, you have to double check their work the next week when you see them and make sure the markings were put in the right place. But over time, the students really get a handle and get an idea of some of the things that they are supposed to be marking. And before long, I've noticed that my students are, are having songs pre-marked, at least with the counting and the time signature circled. So that's been awesome to see. Um, as, a, as a teacher, I definitely have earbuds in um, because some students are, are very, very quiet. Uh, some students have their pianos, their electric pianos turned down kind of low because maybe mom or dad are also working from home. Um, so definitely uh, earbuds is a huge, huge help. And then as far as getting the student to put the camera in the right place, um, we just, we kind of work together and, uh, between my ear and wherever they put the camera, I'm good to go. I'm actually teaching improv to a student and he literally just sets the camera up on top of his piano. And I am looking at the ceiling of his living room as I'm teaching him some improv stuff. So it's, that is strictly a, a ear based, uh, lesson keeps me on my toes. That's for sure. And then one more thing I would like to say about teaching online. Once you have all of the right equipment and once you have figured out how to use the, uh, the PDF reader and mark the music and the student understands how to do screenshots and everything is going along beautifully, the biggest thing that I have noticed over the months of doing this um, is both teacher and student need to listen. Um, many, many times I have had students uh, start noodling around on the piano while I'm trying to talk and give instruction. And when they are sitting next to me, it's, it's very, very easy to remind them, take your hands off the piano. You don't play when I'm trying to talk, that sort of thing. Um, but obviously when they're noodling around on the piano, because you know, they have the, the wiggles and they want to get the wiggles out. I get it. Um, but as I'm trying to talk and they are noodling, they don't hear the instruction. And then as a teacher, I am learning uh, that you have got to listen to the entire sentence. Let the student finish their thought before you jump in and try to answer their question because they, their question may be two part, three part, even four parts, um, but you're gonna miss something if you try to answer too quickly. So let, let the student finish talking um, before you jump in and answer. So, Thanks again so much for joining me. This, uh, this episode is absolutely for students and teachers alike. Um, if I've missed something or if you are a teacher and you have a question, I would love to, uh, to chat with you. Shoot me an email at Dirk B. Krause, D-I-R-K, B as in boy, K-R-A-U-S, Dirk B. Krause at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me an email. Um, and we can chit chat and I can help you out if you have any questions. If you've got any, any advice for me, I would love to hear it because as piano teachers, we are all in this for a while. So let's, let's have some fun and let's get these kids rocking and rolling. Thanks so much. Have a great day.